Welcome to the Herald Podcast, New Generation, a podcast created for those who desire a new way of gaining information rather than reading a traditional newspaper. In our show, we will discuss everything from sports, pop culture, politics, and local news. To stay up to date on our latest episodes, be sure to subscribe, and you can also check us out weekly on all major streaming platforms. And don't worry, we keep it short. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the New Generation Podcast. I am your host, Tanner Mondock, and joined always with my other host, Janae Avery. Janae, how are you doing? I am great, Tanner. Glad to be back for another week. We have a special guest in the studio here with us today, so go ahead and introduce him, Tanner. That's right. So we're sitting here with Jim Melvin. He is the Mercer County Behavioral Health Commission Chief Clinical Officer. So, Jim, how are you doing? Thanks for being here. Thank you. Good morning, Tanner. Uh, Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. So the reason why we have you here for this week is to talk a little bit about mental health. And so this has kind of come up in the news the past two weeks because with the Olympics going on, Simone Biles pulling out of a few competitions due to mental health reasons that she said people criticized her for that. And they also applauded her bravery for also doing that. So I guess I just want to start things off by asking you, you know, what is the importance of being able to maybe recognize your, you know, your mental health and maybe pulling yourselves out of things or you're maybe like limiting yourself, you know, what is the importance of being able to recognize that? Well, I think um, understanding your your own mental health and, and recognizing how you are doing from a mental health perspective is extremely important uh, for folks. And, and I commend folks that, that, that have insight into that. Um, I would compare it uh, the importance of mental health and awareness of your mental health is as just as important as your awareness of your physical health. Um, I, I see the two as being very, very equal. Okay. And so what are some common, you know, mental health like stigmas, you know, or maybe like things that people aren't as informed on with this that maybe like you encounter a lot? Oh, there, there's a lot of stigmas around mental illness and um, mental health. Um, a, a few that jump out are uh, that, that individuals who have mental illness are prone to violence and that nothing could be further from the truth. Um, or that um, individuals with depression or anxiety are somehow weak or um, that, that they don't have strong fortitude um, as as people uh, that could that's nothing could be further from the truth there as well. The reality is is I, I think as a society I, I think as people we are much more inclined or able to recognize physical health problems uh, because of the symptoms and and there's not as much. Uh, personal where, where people attribute that as something that the person has done wrong um, as compared to mental health. You talk a little bit about just kind of recognizing those signs. So what are some signs that maybe people should look for when their mental health may be declining? A lot of, a lot of different symptoms that they can tune into. Um, self-esteem, self-worth. Um, really jump out to me, but your, your mood, um, your your level of anxiety, and sometimes it, it can be things like um, just keeping track of 
sleep patterns or appetite patterns uh, or maybe even your concentration level and, and your thinking patterns. Those would be things that kind of jump out to me. So I was listening to a podcast earlier um, this week and uh, one of the hosts was talking about an instance where they were working on their computer and suddenly they weren't able to read like anything on the screen. And so they told the person next to them, you know, like, I can't read this email, like what is going on? And they're like, you know, you're probably having a panic attack. And so they kind of like took themselves out of the situation. They took a walk, went to the break room, you know, like whatever. So do you think it's important that like more people are aware of, you know, whether or not like panic attacks, anxiety, you know, related effects, not only for themselves, but also like for others, like how can people better educate themselves on this kind of thing so help each other and themselves? That's an interesting question. Um, I think it starts with gaining as much insight as you can into your own mental health status, functioning, and uh, potential issues that you may be experiencing. It starts there, and 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 sometimes you need help in doing that, and and that's a good opportunity to maybe go to a mental health professional. Um, a therapist or a psychiatrist or a psychologist or somebody who is clinically expertise in understanding what you may be experiencing and, and in turn help you understand what you are experiencing. Um, I think it starts there. Mm -hmm. um, and then as you gain insight, you can share that insight with those people that are close to you in your circle, um, whether it be family, co-workers, friends, um, and help them understand it mm -hmm. and gain insight into it. Because um, mental illness, depending on what you're dealing with, whether it's depression or anxiety or schizophrenia, like a thought disorder, um, the, the, it all manifests very differently. Um, and not only does each of the illnesses manifest differently, they all manifest differently in, in different people as well. So, yeah, that, that what you described, your mm -hmm. example, um, could have been a potential panic attack. Mm -hmm. It could have been something else anxiety related. could have been depression related. Mm -hmm. Or it could have been a thought disorder. Mm -hmm. Or it could have had a, a physiological basis to it. Maybe there was something going on with their eyesight or their vision. Mm -hmm. um, so it's important not to jump to conclusions mm -hmm. and, and seek help. Right. And for anyone who is seeking help or would like to know the different services that are offered in the area, um, what does your organization offer for people that may want to you know, gain some more insight on mental health and what resources that are available? Well, the Mercer County Behavioral Health Commission, we work with a lot of different human service systems. Um, mental health being one of those. But we also um, have programs uh, with drug and alcohol, uh, intellectual disability, early intervention. Um, there's a lot of different things we do. But mental health is, is a big part of what we do. Um, and I think the best way for me to answer that question is we're not a treatment provider. Um, we don't provide specific mental health services, but we do help folks access services. We have contracts with a host, a variety of different 
uh, mental health services, a full continuum of services from least restrictive to most restrictive, least intensive to most intensive. Um, the services that the Behavioral Health Commission provide, we can be a what we call information and referral mm -hmm. resource. You can call and we can assist you in learning what's out there. Um, we provide what we call intake uh, and assessment. Uh, intake being, uh, you can call our central intake unit and we can run you through a 15-20 minute uh, intake screening process. We do it over the phone. Um, and through that process we can kind of start get, getting a sense as to what your needs may be and offer you some recommendations on, on some resources that would be available. The other mental health service that we provide directly is our mental health crisis intervention service. Um, that is really for those folks that have reached a point where they're in some type of mental health crisis. Uh, typically that involves them being a risk to themselves or to someone else, um, an inability to care for themselves, um, and that's more of a immediate uh, response. Um, we offer that service 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, uh, and we can we we do some of our crisis telephonically, but our crisis staff are also mobile. So it, depending on what the situation is and, and what the needs may be, we can go out and assess and intervene um, and put together a crisis plan directly in the field. Mm -hmm. So uh, I, it really depends, I guess, on what it is that you're looking for and, and what the state of your mental health need is. I hope that answered your question. Absolutely. Yeah, and so just to kind of wrap things up, there are a lot of people who live undiagnosed and they're living undiagnosed because mm -hmm. they might think they're fine or they're afraid of the stigma of getting help or whatever. So what are the benefits of, you know, getting looked at even if you feel like you are fine? I think the benefit is we're not always the, the best doctors when it comes to ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, we think we know what's best for ourselves, but we may not know what's best for ourselves. So it's really, it, it really comes down to gaining that insight, gaining that level of understanding. Um, and if you have folks in your life that are identifying uh, something that, that you're not quite aware of, this would be a, this is a good opportunity to, to kind of improve your insight and improve your awareness mm -hmm. um, by going and having somebody independent, objective, um, ask you some questions, run you through a screening, uh, and help you understand what potentially could help you out there. Um, this, this, this goes back to the stigma. Mm -hmm. People don't want to acknowledge having a, a mental health condition or an illness or a, an issue because of the stigma associated with it. Right. And that has always concerned me throughout my entire career. Mm -hmm. um, and it and it's really is a shame because mm -hmm. there are services, there are supports, 
Um, and, and, and they can be something as simple as going to a support group mm-hmm. um, or getting connected with uh, similar people that are, that are dealing with similar situations. Um, and, and, and then, then it can range in from there to outpatient therapy, seeing a psychiatrist, maybe being considered for some, some certain types of psychotropic medication that can be very beneficial for folks. Mm-hmm. Um, to partial hospitalization, to inpatient psychiatric hospitalization. Um, there, there's a whole continuum of services out there. Uh, there's certainly Behavioral Health Commission, uh, we provide a, a peer specialist service where we assign a, a, peer, a peer specialist who's gone through training uh, these are individuals who have achieved a level of recovery with their own mental health. Um, and it can be a very powerful service to have somebody come out and work with you that has kind of been there, done that. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another example of services that are out there. Um, so there's a whole whole variety of different services that, that might be able to meet your needs. Okay. Hey, well, I appreciate you coming on the podcast this week. Um, I think it was a really insightful information that we were able to get out here to our listeners. So if there's anything else that maybe you would like to add before we wrap up here? Well, I would like to give the, a few phone numbers, if that's yes, okay. Yes, yes, of course. Um, if you're interested in uh, talking with one of our intake workers mm-hmm. and going through a screening, uh, call our central intake unit at 724 662 2230. Uh, like I said, it's about 15, 20 minute. Uh, we do it over the telephone. Um, if you are in a mental health crisis, or if you know somebody who is in a mental health crisis, and you are concerned that you could hurt yourself or hurt someone else, uh, please call our crisis line. Like I said, it's, it's available 24-7, 365 days a year. Uh, the crisis line number is 724-662-2227. Um, and you'll immediately get in touch with one of our crisis staff. Um, and, and they will work with you to uh, help to put together a good crisis plan for you to move forward with. Great. Well, hey, thanks again for coming on the podcast this week. Yes, thank you. Thank you for having me. I I appreciate the opportunity to get this information out. Of course, of course. So that'll do it for this week on the New Generation Podcast. Thank you again for everyone for listening, and we will talk to you again next week. See you next week.